Well, hello, everyone, and welcome again to this week's edition of Ride the Storm Out. We are so glad to have you with us. And today, we're going to be talking about shrinkflation. Shrinkflation? Is that another made-up word? What in the world is shrinkflation? Stay tuned. You'll find out. Welcome back to Ride the Storm Out. You know, I understand, David, that there was a special football game played this last weekend. I'm not sure that you cared at all about it. Oh, I care deeply. Yeah, being born and raised in Kansas City. You are a rabid (laughs) Kansas City Chiefs fan. I knew that you were rejoicing. Oh, yeah. And, of course, we all got together. You know, Super Bowl Sunday has turned into a national holiday. Yeah. You know, happily, the, the the National Football League seems to be regaining some of its senses, mm-hmm. yeah. but they still have a long way to go. You know, over the last few years, we've, we've made an enemy out of the United States of America, and we've mm-hmm. now got this nonsense of having two national anthems. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. As far as I know, there's only one country here that's one national anthem. I mean, we don't have a black national anthem and a white national anthem and an yeah. Irish national anthem. We have an American national anthem. One nation, anthem. under that, God. That's, an- yeah. that's another discussion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I also noticed that one thing that was missing is the customary in good humor uh, interview on light topics with the sitting president of the United States that usually takes place at halftime. However, that can only happen when you have a competent man as president that's able to carry on a conversation yes. in real time. And sadly, we all recognize that that's not the case right As now. well as a vice president. As well as a – yeah, that's not a cackling hyena yeah, that's that right. can actually yeah. put together a, a, a sentence. Cohesive sentence. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. statement, yeah. Now, now but, but we did get a glimpse of the president mm-hmm. on a short commercial – Mm-hmm. that had multiple takes to it, because you can tell how it was cut and spliced, which is amazing, because normally if you just have to make about a 10 or 15-second statement, sure. it doesn't take two or three cuts to be able to make put that together. Nevertheless, we know what we're dealing with here, oh, anybody yeah. that's honest. Yep. But, of course, as we were celebrating David's rejoicing with the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> and another uh, uh, world football championship, a yep. Super Bowl champions, we saw Joe Biden, the current sitting president, lecture us and scold business in America for taking advantage of Americans through this thing called shrinkflation. So I think we – do you have anything you want to say before we air this? this oh, no. Let's, let's watch this man. Let's see what, what the magistrate <laughs> in chief has to say. All right. It's Super Bowl Sunday. If you're anything like me, you like to be surrounded by a snack or two while watching the big game. You know, when buying snacks for the game, you might have noticed one thing. Sports drinks bottles are smaller. Bag of chips has fewer chips, but they're still charging it just as much. And as an ice cream lover, what makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size, but not in price. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. Some companies are trying to pull a fast one by shrinking the products little by little and hoping you won't notice. Give me a break. The American public is tired of being played for suckers. I'm calling on companies to put a stop to this. Let's make sure businesses do the right thing now. You know, David, before we go on and hear what Fox has to say about this, uh, we need to understand, you know, we, we see the term, um, what, uh, not just communism, we see a fascism yeah. thrown around a lot. And of mm-hmm. course, they throw it at us. Oh, yeah. Fascism is when the government controls business production and output. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed. We are supposed to be a free market. Exactly. 
the the greatest benefit for the consumer is having a fair free market. Sure. Uh, when you've got people that are competing for market mm-hmm. share and competing for dollars, yep. you are guaranteed that you're going to get the best product mm-hmm. at the best possible price. Yep. Uh, let me let me tell you, I, I, we'll probably get way off base here. We'll just cover the video. <laughs> Think about the uh, the eye surgeries they used to have. Remember the, uh, the uh, oh, I just forgot. Talking about LASIK? Yeah, LASIK. Eyes. Okay, yeah. No, I, I had eye surgery 15, 20 years ago, and originally it was about $5,000 an eye. Mm-hmm. And then over time, with sure. competition, and as they got better at it, the cost came down mm-hmm. where it was quite affordable. Sure, yeah. Now you look at any other medical procedure. As yeah. they have, uh, we have, we are reaping all the benefits of Obamacare now. Oh yeah, we have prices going through the roof. Mm-hmm. So the government never fixes a situation when it comes to economics. No, and, and quite frankly, they're not supposed to. Yeah, you see, communism is when the government owns all the businesses. Yeah, so they set the price. They, you know, they make you work because they don't lure you with promises of good wages or benefits. You just literally are part of what they own. You're part of the mm-hmm. government's property. Yeah. Fascism is when we go through the fake facade that we own our own companies. But we have the government that tells us what to make, when to make, what color to make it, what days we can work, Mm -hmm. how much we pay our employees, everything else. That is what fascism is. And quite frankly, that's what America has become. But free market always produces the best product at best price, like LASIK surgery as an example. It's come down in price and increased in quality because Mm -hmm. that's what the free market does. Flat screen televisions. Oh, yeah. Come down in price and go up in quality. Yeah. Uh, because that's what the free market always does. Mm-hmm. You've got entrepreneurs out here trying to make more money. Yeah, because isn't it interesting that mm-hmm. every time the, the government puts regulations yep. into something, that's what drives the prices. And, see, that's and we the don't thing. see that in TVs or, or yep. with eye surgery, but you see it in other areas that affect us in our pocketbook. Yep. And, and that's what we have to remember. Governments mm-hmm. don't create jobs. The only go- jobs government uh, create actually are not cost-effective, but necessary. Yeah. And, of course, everything that government spends is third-party par- purchasing. Mm-hmm. They're spending Bingo. somebody else's money yep. on something that somebody else is going to use. Therefore, they don't care about the quality right. or the price. Mm-hmm. All third-party purchasing, all government spending is third-party purchasing. Yeah. It's all inefficient. But some things the government has to do. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, Board of Security. They're supposed to be doing that. They're supposed to. Which they're not. <laughs> but that's why we want government yeah. to only do the few things that government must do. Yeah. We want the free market to do everything else. Sure. And the government's supposed to have striped shirts on, just like we watched in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be calling penalties. Yep. So if there's fraud or crime, then the government steps in. But other than that, when it comes to business competition, we let the free market compete. Mm-hmm. And although the government can't create jobs, the government can inhibit job creation. How do they do that? Through higher taxes and through more regulations. Yep. What are we seeing across the country? More and more and more regulations. Mm-hmm. That's what's causing the price to go up. Yeah. Well, later on, we'll have a video that's going to solve these problems. But let, yeah, so let's go ahead and watch the uh, the, vid- the video. The response which, by Fox. The, yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Joining us now, let's bring in former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee, former Labor Department Chief Economist Diana Scott Roth. Thank you both for joining us. First to you, Governor Huckabee. There's a lot of talk about President Biden getting roasted and ridiculed on social media, talking about shrinkflation at the Super Bowl. What did you make of that? Well, it was a very highly edited kind of uh, video. You wonder how many takes he had to do to get it right. Because, uh, as we know, his, uh, 
spontaneous and impromptu moments lately on camera have been anything less than uh, extraordinary. I think the more bizarre thing was, rather than accept that his economic policies have created a level of inflation where companies are trying to survive, it's like he's blaming the food companies. And he never sees that his policies are what's making it tough for Americans to buy butter, bread, and uh, bacon. And I, I just wish he would kind of get in the reality of life. But I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, what do you think, Diana, what the governor just said? Because a lot of people saying this is out of touch. What happened, that there's, you know, groceries and food inflation is up more than 33% under Biden. We have that January CPI report coming out, expected to come in at 2.9%. But all in compounded inflation is up 17.6%. What do you think, uh, Diana? It really is. I mean, the president was blaming the corporations for shrinking packages yesterday. And it's just like he was doing in the past. He closed an infant formula factory and then he blamed the companies for high prices of formula. He cut off energy production and he blamed oil companies from profiteering from the high price of gasoline. Listen, he's increasing regulations. He's preventing inexpensive energy. And then he blames companies. And he doesn't see that moms and dads are really mad about the higher prices and the shrinking packaging. There's so many things to cover there, and they, sure. hit, they hit the ball right out of oh, the yeah, park. Oh, yeah, yeah. First of all, let me say this. The purpose of, 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 of work, uh, I was a small businessman before I was called into ministry. Mm -hmm. called into ministry. Uh, I went to work because I wanted to feed my family. Mm -hmm. So initially, it was just me and my brother. We did work, hoped to make a profit with mm -hmm. the work that we did so that we could feed our families. Yeah. Our primary purpose was not to create jobs. That's a byproduct of a successful sure, business. Sure. Our primary purpose was to make sure I could feed my family and pay yep. my bills that week and that month. Yep. As we became more successful and as we grew, then we had the need to hire workers mm -hmm. and bring them onto the company. And it was a, a never-ending growth and hiring workers, growth and hiring workers. So it, it, it benefits everyone that's involved. Yeah. But recognize the point of a business is to make a profit. That's right. That's why we have shareholders that invest in these businesses mm -hmm. as corporations. They're investing money, hoping that you'll take the money, grow your business, and, then, and thus increase their investment. Mm -hmm. So everybody wins. Jobs are created. The, um, the employees win. Um, yeah, profits are made. So the stockholders and the corporate yeah. board wins. That's the idea of free market. Mm -hmm. What they're talking about with, uh, with inflation is not a, is not, quite frankly, inflation is not necessary. Yeah. By definition, inflation means the number of dollars chasing the number of products that are out there. Mm -hmm. So when you have an increased demand or a reduced supply of a product, then the price goes up. Yeah. If you increase the supply of dollars, which is all inflation is, mm -hmm. then the value of existing dollars decreases. Because yep. let's, let's say we had diamonds. Why are diamonds valuable and sand not valuable? Because there's an abundance of sand. Oh, yeah. And there's few diamonds. So mm -hmm. because of their rarity, they're more valuable. Dollars were a dollar in 2000. But when you consider how many dollars we have just printed out of thin air sure. and shoved into the money supply, yeah. Yeah. we have devalued yeah. the, the value of the dollar. And sure. that's, that's what's going on. Yeah, and it's all by design. I yeah. mean, when we started hearing about the supply chain debacle, mm -hmm. I mean, then it's like we are living in that 
era of that debacle because that was done on purpose. Yep. And you know, all those floating ships from yep. China out yep. in the Gulf and out there by San Francisco and whatnot. It's like, could we just not add it up and figure out that this we're we're living in the the we're just living in the in the aftermath of it. it so. It's not hard to find the answer if you really want the answer. Yeah, exactly. But what Biden is doing is Biden is targeting the businessmen and saying it's evil, greedy businessmen. Uh-huh. No, it's not. These businesses have to pay their bills and they have to make a profit. You know, if you don't make a profit, you go out of business. Yeah, I think it's really sneaky that he is actually mm-hmm. trying to create a uh, a prescription to solve the problem that he created. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, see, that's it. With the regulations, you reduce the ability to provide a product Mm -hmm. or you increase the cost of providing a product. As you said, during COVID, with all the ships offshore, they weren't allowing their products to come onshore. Therefore, there was a shortage and prices go up. But so much of this is just the fact that we are printing money out of nothing, which is good for the government, but it's bad for us. Mm -hmm. Because the government, it's called modern monetary theory. The government never runs out of money. If they need more money, they just print it. Okay? We want to forgive uh, $100 billion in student loans. Okay, just zero that out on the computer screen. It's done. And consequently, $100 billion or whatever that number was <laughs> yeah. is just has been pushed into the system, although we didn't actually print the dollars, but it's been pushed in the system. Wouldn't you just love to value. go buy yourself a brand-new Mercedes-Benz and just say, okay, zero. Yeah. I own, just, not, I own nothing. Zero it out. Yeah. yeah, just zero it out. And the problem is all of us that, you know, we used to be taught these things, those old axioms going back to Benjamin Franklin, you know, a penny saved is a penny earned. Yeah. Uh, Early to bed and early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and right. We don't teach any of those things anymore. In fact, most kids now are sitting at home after COVID and they think that they shouldn't have to go to work, that, that, that a living is owed them. Well, no, it's not owed them. Yeah. You know, one of the commandments that God gave to Adam even before sin entered the world is that we are to work. In fact, God said six days and to be um, to produce, mm-hmm. and then from that we can provide for our own families. Sure. And, yeah. and, and everybody benefits. And see, you started a business and you took all the risk. Exactly. Exactly. And I've done a couple of things where I took all the risk and I invested time and time and my time and my time. I became very successful mm-hmm. at doing something uh, with with t-shirts. And the number of people say that's just not fair. You and took you, the you, risk. I took the risk. You I took the, the time. Work. I invested my time, and I took the risk. Mm-hmm. And, there, and there's people that will sit there and say, well, that's just not fair. I, when, when's it going to be my turn? When's someone going to do something for me? Well, get off of your rear end mm-hmm. and put it in gear and work. Yeah. Work, work, work. And, and there's they a don't reason, teach that in school anymore. There's a reason that eye surgeons, for example, make more dollars per hour than a ditch digger. Mm-hmm. Because you've got to go through... Uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars of tuition payments and years of education sure. to attain the skill, which you, again, uh, the society benefits from your skill as an eye surgeon. Mm-hmm. So not everybody deserves the same pay. No. Uh, and risk should be rewarded mm-hmm. with profit. Now, this just happened to have my Brahms cup. <laughs> if you don't live in Oklahoma, <laughs> Texas, you're really missing out something. But Brahms, of course, is an Oklahoma company. I can remember as a kid, my uncle, my favorite uncle, we used to go over to Brahms all the time. Used to be able to buy a malt for 50 cents. Mm -hmm. Now a malt is over $4. Now, it's not that that milk is more rare or sugar is more rare or paper products are more rare, but the value of the dollar has diminished. That's right. And so, So the money that we have, because the federal government keeps creating money out of nothing, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and just injecting it into the system. Yep. Those of us that have worked and saved, the buying power of our dollars diminishes. Mm-hmm. So even though we've done things the right way, the reality is we may not be able to retire because we may never be able to save enough. Mm-hmm. You know, we may all be millionaires one day, yeah. but it may cost $50,000 for a loaf of bread. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not, I'm not I know, I know. Yeah. But the reality is gold and silver was always legal tender. Mm-hmm. It, it goes yeah. back into biblical times. Yep. And there was a time where the government had to, they would issue bonds. If the government wanted to spend money and they didn't have the proper amount of tax revenue, like when we were in World War II, the government sold war bonds. Mm-hmm. They couldn't just create money out of nothing. They had to borrow it so there was some level of responsibility because you knew at some point in time had to right. be repaid. That's right. We have long blown past that oh, yeah. biomark. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now we just, we've approached the idea that we can keep spending as long as we keep printing. Yep. And the reality is that may work for a while from the government's perspective, but it won't work from our perspective because yep. we will never be able to retire. Our savings will continue to be. And what inflation is, it is an invisible tax. Mm-hmm. They don't send you a bill and say, David, take half of what's in your bank account and send it to us. What they do is they just print more dollars, and your bank account now only buys half of what it mm-hmm. used to buy. That is what shrinkflation is. These yep. businesses are trying to make a profit, so they have to reduce the content Mm -hmm. in their bags of chips or the size of the bags of chips because their costs are going up because their dollar is is, is Uh, buying That's right. (laughs) You know, none of of this is really that hard. No, it's not. And if people really wanted the right answers, they're there, Uh but the government doesn't want the right answers. And and quite frankly, we're Uh not smart enough to figure it out anymore. But there was a debate. That held that was held in, uh, in in California recently, and one of them did prescribe a fix. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. Right. So here, here's this is how she's going to solve it. All right. Here we go. Ms. Lee, you have the next question. Both of our Democratic opponents are calling for a minimum wage between 25, 20 and twenty-five dollars an hour. You're calling for a fifty-dollar an hour federal <laughs> minimum wage. That's seven <laughs> times the current national minimum wage of seven twenty-five an hour. Can you explain how that would be economically sustainable for small businesses? You have 60 seconds. First, let me say I um, owned and ran a small business for um, 11 years. I created hundreds of jobs, benefits, retirement benefits, also health care benefits. I know what worker productivity means, and that means that you have to make sure that your employees are taken care of and have a living wage. In the Bay Area, uh, I believe it was the United Way, came out with a report that uh, very recently, $127,000 for a family of four is just barely enough to get by. Another survey very recently, $104,000 for a family of one, barely enough to get by. Low income because of the affordability crisis. And so just do the math. Just do the math. Of course we have national uh, minimum wages that we need to raise to a living wage. You're talking about $20, $25, fine. But I have got to be focused on what California needs and what the affordability factor is when we calculate this wage. Ms. Lee, increase. thank you. Let's pray that California elects a former baseball superstar, Steve Garvey. He's the one there that actually has worked for a living and that has a clue. Yeah. Let me ask you, David, rather than a $50 minimum wage... Why don't we just have a million dollar min- an hour sure. minimum wage? Sure, why not? Therefore, we'll all be millionaires. Yeah. Won't that solve all the problems? Mm-hmm. Has any of the minimum wage laws that they've passed up to now made a difference in the poverty level? <laughs> no. No. 
And, and quite frankly, it's my responsibility to make a living wage. Mm-hmm. I need to make a living to pay the bills for my family. Mm -hmm. And if the job that I'm doing right now doesn't do that, then I need to work hard to find a second job or get an education that would allow me to get a better job. Mm -hmm. And then the more people you have in the workforce that are qualified for good jobs, then businesses are going to have to compete for the good employees. Mm -hmm. Therefore, they will have to pay more to get the good employees. Mm -hmm. But the idea of raising minimum wage, just think about this. If they raise minimum wage to $50 an hour, and now whereas when you drive through McDonald's, the, the high school kid that's working behind the cash register is now making $10 an hour, and you're mm-hmm. paying 5 bucks for a Big Mac. Yep. Once they're having to pay that high school kid $50 an hour to do the same job behind the cash register, what's that going to do to the cost of your Big Mac? It's Going to go from five bucks to twenty five bucks. That's right. Yeah. And although you're now making fifty dollars an hour, and you look at your paycheck, and well, I made I'm I made a hundred thousand dollars this year. At the end of the day, the yeah. buying power doesn't change, mm-hmm. and that's really what this is all about. Exactly. And as long as they keep ch- getting keeping us changing, chasing after this this minimum wage, as if that's going to solve the problem. Yeah. They will continue to run us in this same circle. Sure. And, they'll never be and the crazy thing is that these candidates can get up there and just. Throw out numbers. Mm-hmm. And where are the people that are actually looking it up? Yeah. So, okay, so United Way did do a survey in um, 2023. Okay. However, there was no numbers attached to it. However, they did do a survey in 2021. Okay. Okay, so here we go. Real cost of living for a single adult in San Francisco, according to the United Way, which she did mention in 2021, was 48000 per year. That is the real cost of living for a single family member. So where was this other survey that she was mentioning? It's just like, why why can't people hold them accountable? Please show me the data from which you draw these conclusions. They, they just feel like, if I throw out, you know what, she's just trying to get elected. Mm-hmm. Because if I am first starting out, you know, I don't have a job, and I'm 15, 16 years old, someone who wants to go be a politician and they want to be elected for senator, they're going to $50 an hour, hey, hey, I'm going to vote for that person. And, and you nailed it. That's exactly what all this talk's all about. Mm-hmm. They're trying to buy votes. Yep. Why is why is Biden forgiving all this student debt? First of all, he doesn't have the authority, according to the Constitution, just mm-hmm. to forgive. Student and all these debt. people coming across our border illegally, mm-hmm. they're sign me up. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The student debt, the minimum wage raise, everything. All it is is to buy votes from this failed policy that yep. does not work. Yep. And will not work. So Klaus Schwab was correct. Black. Swans mm-hmm. events. Mm-hmm. This is just a number of pieces of the puzzle that are coming together with what's going on with the border, what's going on with <laughs> shrinkflation, mm-hmm. and what's happening with the presidential race. This is all coming to a head. And I would like to know from our audience at what time period in this year, and also Disease X, which we need to talk about, will it be in October? Will it be something in October? When is this actually going to come to head where it's just all of a sudden we go to Walmart, we go to our grocery store, and the shelves are empty, and it's all been by design, and this world falls apart? It could absolutely happen. Or, Lord willing, is that people wake up, and we're not going to stand for this anymore. And, you know, we do have a couple more videos. I know we're running short on time, but we do have a couple of videos. We've got some solutions. Let's let's show some of the solutions. Uh The fact is, we'll never build a lasting economic recovery by going deeper into debt at a faster rate than we ever have before. 
It took this nation 166 years until the middle of World War II to finally accumulate a debt of $95 billion. It took this administration just the last 12 months to add $95 billion to the debt. And this administration has rung up almost one-fourth of the total national debt in just these short 19 months. Inflation is the cause of recession and unemployment. And we're not going to have real prosperity or recovery until we stop fighting the symptoms and start fighting the disease. Mm -hmm. There's only one cause for inflation, government spending more than government takes in. Mm -hmm. The cure is a balanced budget. Ah, but they tell us 80% of the budget is uncontrollable. It's fixed by laws passed by Congress. Well, laws passed by Congress can be repealed by Congress. And if Congress is unwilling to do this, then isn't a time we elect a Congress that will. It can't be said more clearly or more succinctly than what one of our greatest presidents, Ronald yep. Reagan, said. Mm -hmm. We've got one more Reagan clip, mm -hmm. do we not? Let's yep. go ahead and play okay. it before we run okay. out of time. Unfortunately, Washington doesn't feel the same pain from inflation that you and I do. As a matter of fact, government makes a profit on inflation. For instance, last July, Congress vaccinated itself against that pain. It very quietly passed legislation, which the president signed into law, which automatically now gives a pay increase to every congressman every time the cost of living goes up. It would have been nice if they thought of some arrangement like that for the rest of us. They could, for example, correct a great unfairness that now exists in our tax system. Today, when you get a cost of living pay raise, one that just keeps you even with purchasing power, it often moves you up into a higher tax bracket. This means you pay a higher percentage in tax, but you reduce your purchasing power. Last year, because of this inequity, the government took in $7 billion in undeserved profit in the income tax alone, and this year they'll do even better. Now, isn't it time that Congress looked after your welfare as well as its own? Those whose spending policies cause inflation to begin with should be made to feel the painful effect just as you and I do. Repeal of Congress's automatic pay raise might leave it with more incentive to do something to curb inflation. Mm -hmm. yep. David, to summarize this, I remember when we first started getting involved in, in activism as a pastor, yeah. I remember uh, George Bush was still in office at the time, and I remember we were, we were complaining and, and wailing over the fact that we were between 4 and $5 trillion in national debt. Mm -hmm. But it had taken us from 1776 until... 2005 to accumulate even $4 trillion. We'd gone through two world wars and a civil war and everything mm -hmm. else, and we were at 4 to $5 trillion. Now we are at over $30 trillion in just these last 20 years. And whereas one time they used to talk about the national debt, they don't even talk about it anymore. So we are at a point of crisis economically. Oh, yeah. It all fits together. Mm -hmm. It all ties into the Great Reset. But fortunately, there are some common sense voices yeah. like President Reagan's that are out there now. And we're yeah. seeing a lot of resistance, not just in our country, but there are countries like Hungary and other countries that are saying no to all this nonsense. So the work that we're doing is paying off. People are starting to awaken and realize what yeah. the real threat is. Mm -hmm. And it's like President Reagan once said, the scariest words in the human language are when someone knocks on your door and says, we're from the government, government we're here, we're to, here help. to help. Go ahead. Do you have anything to say? Oh no, I was. You you said something. Uh, it, I was just thinking a threat to our democracy. Oh yeah. 
we want it to be a threat to democracy. We just don't want it to hurt our constitutional republic. I think we've exhausted the time. We'll pick up next week, David. Great stuff, great videos. Thank you for searching those out. And thank you for being a part of us. We'll see you next time for the next edition of Riding the Storm Out. Thank you.